As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. From Sarlacc to Snorlax, nerds are passionate about a lot of things, but there's something they love above all else, and that is correcting people. This is Um Actually. Joining us today, we have Zach Oyama. Hello, I'm hoping to get second place. That would be great. <laughs> and Kirk D'Amato. Konbanwa. And Sam Basher. I'm very afraid right now. Great. <laughs> It's your first time here. Welcome. Uh, for any new viewers, the game is very simple. I have here a stack of statements. These are untrue statements, but the things that you know and love. I have huge fandoms out there somewhere who'll be very angry that I've said something untrue about it. It's up to you to find the thing that's wrong, buzz in and correct me. Uh, now, all of your corrections must be preceded by the phrase, um, actually. If you don't, I can't give you the point. Uh, and you can interrupt me at any point in the question just as soon as you hear the thing that's wrong buzz in, you don't have to let me finish. Um, and that is pretty much it. You're just a liar. Yes, uh, <laughs> no. this is a game of lies. This wow. is a game of me being a liar <laughs> and being put in my place by very angry people. Um, and if you don't do it, they will. Grab your buzzers and we'll get started. This first question uh, is about comics. <laughs> In the X-Men comics, the classification Omega-level mutant generally designates those mutants with the most powerful abilities. Some of these incredibly powerful mutants include Iceman, Jean Grey, Matthew Malloy, Kid Omega, Professor X, and X-Man. Uh, Kirk. Um, actually... <laughs> X-Man would not be considered an Omega-level X-Man. He's... Just an X-level X-Man. <laughs> uh, X-Man is uh, actually an Omega-level well, mutant. And also him. a real X-Man. <laughs> Zach. Um, actually, Jean Grey is not an Omega-level. Jean Grey is also an Omega-level mutant, yeah. Sam. Um, actually, it's Matthew Malloy? No, that's a very normal-sounding name. Um, uh, Kirk, yeah. But um, actually, then I would, by the process of elimination mm. of who is the suckiest of the remaining three characters, sure. I'd go with Bobby Drake, Iceman. And you would be wrong. That's Bob crazy. Iceman <laughs> is, is an Omega-level mutant. That's Zach. Zach. Um, actually, the guy named Kid Omega is not Omega-level. Kid Omega, actually an Omega-level mutant. <sighs> yeah. Did he say all of them? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, there, there is, in fact, one more. It's incredibly surprising, which is why I think, like, yeah, go ahead. I'm um, actually, Charles Xavier is not an Omega Professor level. X is What? not an Omega level X-Man. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But Iceman is. Iceman yeah. is. Wow. Iceman is an Omega level. Professor okay. X is not. Mm -hmm. Which feels fucked, right? <laughs> yeah. That, like, that shouldn't be. He seems powerful. He seems incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, my process of elimination, Zach, 
I, I guess I'll I give you the point. I feel kind of bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll honor Should I give you the point or should we? No. No. Wow. No. I don't think nice. I should get the point. I think I that's, I mean, think to I be don't. fair, we did guess maybe seven times before we landed on that. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's only fair. Um, but Take uh, it away from me. I don't want right. it. Well, no, no points for that one. <laughs> Moving on to our next one here. The director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, Tim Burton, based the film on a three-page poem that he himself had written several years earlier. Uh, Kirk? Um, actually, no. It's written, uh, it's based off of a children's book, which he had written. Incorrect. It was, it was, a, it was a little poem, yeah. Yes. Um, actually, Tim Burton did not direct that movie. That's correct. Mm. Tim Burton did not direct A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, do you know who did? <laughs> oh, not a clue. You, you don't have, I'll give you the point, anyway. <laughs> Bert uh, Timson. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas was directed by Henry Selleck. Yes. Um, which is... Crazy because it's the Burtoniest Burton movie mm. that that ever existed. But yeah, I guess at at the time Burton was busy directing Batman Returns. Can we talk <laughs> about uh, sell or making a movie based off a poem you wrote? Oh sure, we could talk about that. <laughs> Why do you have a poem that you've written? I could. Okay. I could write a poem and sell some movies based on the hit poem by <laughs> Zach Oyama. <laughs> well, that is a point for Sam. All right, this is uh, this is a video game question here. The characters in the first Mortal Kombat were all derived from a motion capture performance from one of five actors. The depiction of these realistic figures committing hyper-violent acts resulted in the creation of age ratings for video games. Kirk. Um, actually, I don't think it was motion capture. It was, Gosh. yeah. Yeah, it was the, you know, this thing where they got these actors in here to, like, uh, you know, perform some moves and animate them together, yeah. Sam. Um, actually, it wasn't five actors. I think it was like two. It was just a male and a female, and they did all the parts. Uh, no, there were in fact there were in fact five. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Goro's not one of five actors. He's multiple actors that they put together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Please be right. Please be right. No, no, but you, you know, you're, you're all dancing around it. So the, the issue is Goro, so not every character was created through motion capture. Almost all of them were. The only one who wasn't was Goro. So Goro was created through, um, uh, through stop, through like claymation stop motion animation. Everyone else was, so Goro was not in fact an amalgamation of multiple actors uh, smooshed together. Uh, it was a claymation figure. So he, it is untrue to say that they were all created through motion capture. A very, a very f picky question, for do remember, sure. Do you remember that claymation fighting game? Yes, clay fighter. Clay fighter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no points for that one either. Here's just a question about a little sci-fi movie, movie question for you. In the fifth element, Corbin Dallas and Lilu rendezvous with Diva Plava Laguna on the luxury cruise Flossed in Paradise in order to retrieve four powerful element stones. After being fatally wounded, the Diva reveals that the stones are hidden in a trunk in her room. Um, actually, the stones are in her. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That gave me an absolute nightmare. It's like, do I have that? Same thing with the Rugrats episode where he eats the watermelon seeds and the watermelon grows out of them. <laughs> Two very distinct nightmares because of things in my belly. Things, things inside you. Yeah. How do you feel about Alien? Mm -mm. It's not going there. Um, how did they get in there? I don't know what the initial plan was as far as like, cool, we'll, we'll get the, swallow these stones suppository <laughs> these stones, somehow get these stones in you, and then... We don't have time to figure it out. Just, just eat just the stones. <laughs> eat the stones. Eat the stones, man. All right. <laughs> well, I got a performance later yeah. today. Well, that's, uh, that's another point for Sam, or uh, 
for being haunted in his nightmares uh, <laughs> by, by stones emerging from a body. And this brings us to our very first shiny question. Shiny questions are like shiny Pokemon. They are worth the same amount. They're just a little bit different and a little bit rarer. Uh, so this you don't necessarily have to answer. Um, actually, you can if you just want to stay in the habit and not forget later. This is a game that we're calling Under Review. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to throw up on the screen, and I will, uh, I will also read aloud uh, a movie review uh, from which... Um, uh, references to the specific movie are taken out. The first person who can buzz in and tell me what movie the reviewers are talking about will get the point. All right, let's go ahead and throw it up there. All right, so that might be a little hard to read. I'll read out loud. The first is a quote from Roger Ebert. It says, a movie that obviously was made with infinite care and pains and it began with a real inspiration. Why not create a fantasy out of some drawings of M.C. Escher? The movie is an impressive production that is often good to look at. Real thought went into it. Oh, Soundtrack is fine. Yes. I'm actually, uh, I don't know why I'm saying I'm um, actually, but they're talking about Labyrinth. They are talking about Labyrinth. Wow. Yes, they are. Uh, wow. and, uh, and I will also read um, uh, Gene Siskel's review because, man, Gene Siskel hated this movie. <laughs> he said, an enormous waste of talent and money. Really quite awful, sharing a much too complicated plot and visually ugly style. A pathetic story. It has been said many times before in this space that the sight of a baby in peril is one of the sleaziest gimmicks a film can employ to gain our attention, but the director does it. Man. Wow. Yeah. Labyrinth rules. <laughs> Old people can get bent, right? <laughs> I think Jim Henson said that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I also love from the second half of Ebert's quote where he says, the soundtrack is fine. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's like, man, like you really just Your review it. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really picking apart just about every piece of uh, piece of that movie. Yeah, it is a much too complicated plot, though. I, I What's will, going on? I will say, their, their criticism is not wrong in some some points. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like yeah. yeah, I think things aren't totally explained. It's like a little like you know, so it's a meandering. It's you're in a labyrinth. Um, but uh, I don't know. That soundtrack well, bangs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does labyrinth make sense? I don't know. Is it good? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a point for to Zach for recognizing that uh, Siskel and Ebert were shitting on Labyrinth. <laughs> Oops, we fucked up, and you corrected us. Here are some of our favorite corrections from you. The actual NSA says, um, actually, Mount Aaron doesn't exist. There's the Vale of Aaron, which is the area the House of Aaron rules over, the Mountains of the Moon, which are a series of mountains in the Vale, and the Eerie, which is House Aaron's castle. Very good, I'll award you one point and throw you out the moon door. And from our exclusive dropout Discord, Salmon says, Um, actually, Master Roshi never taught Goku the Kamehameha. Goku simply imitated it after seeing Master Roshi obliterate Mount Frypan. One point for Salmon. Please don't correct my pronunciation of Kamehameha. Rapirit, or Rapire, or something, says, Um, actually, John said he got Happy Meals at Burger King, but Burger King doesn't make Happy Meals. That's McDonald's. Burger King makes generically named kids' meals. Very good. One point for our first fast food-themed correction. And this brings us to our next question. Video game consoles are obviously used primarily for playing video games, but that hasn't stopped a number of unusual peripherals from being released, including the Game Boy Printer, the N64 Mouse, the Nintendo Piano, and the Game Boy Camera. Kirk. Um, actually, there is no Nintendo Piano. 
There is no Nintendo piano. That's yes. correct. Yes. All the other ones are real things that exist. Did, did any of you have any of these? Oh, yeah, the camera. My parents would never buy me the printer because you had to buy the specific paper and it cost like $50. And also, it <laughs> might be too much fun, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> a printer? <laughs> it's great because uh, your, your Game Boy has the best photo quality possible, right? <laughs> yeah, what did you do with the camera? You what? could take a selfie and cut your face out and put it in these, like, 8-bit games. Not like Mario or anything, right. like, actually exciting for a child, but, like, a juggling game where it's like, uh-oh, where's the ball gonna go? But my face is on the juggler, so... <laughs> I mean, I wasn't the cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody... You couldn't play with this with other people. <laughs> I don't know. If you had that, you'd become the cool kid. I think now. I think people would be impressed that you still have a working yeah, Game Boy camera. Now it's like a throwback thing. It's like, whoa, you got a Game yeah. Boy camera? Yeah, yeah I actually roll cool. my own paper for the printer to still <laughs> work. Well, great. That, uh, that was a point for Sam, right? Sam, got the point? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, what was the question? The, 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 the printer, Boy? the camera, the Game Boy. Uh, no, I got that oh, one. No, you got, got that was Kirk. That was Kirk. I was the cool kid who owned one. That's what threw me off. I know I didn't get it. All right, this next question is about Futurama. The planet Express crew is a diverse group of individuals from multiple countries, planets, ages, and socioeconomic backgrounds, with the glaring omission that no characters are from Latin American countries. Kirk. Bender Bending... Oh, um, actually! Uh, <laughs> uh, Bender Bending Rodriguez was Hecho and Mexico! That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Bender God, Bending I... Rodriguez is, uh, is from Mexico. Uh, and you caught yourself with the last yeah, I did, I know. Oh, <laughs> on a technicality. <laughs> yeah. I stepped into the street just before a bus came on. <laughs> jerked away. Uh, yeah, that is a, a point uh, for Kirk there. I was going to say that the accountant yeah. is maybe mm -hmm. from somewhere... He's from Jamaica, or he's from like the Caribbean, oh, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. wouldn't count. I guess as... that doesn't count. Yeah. I'm telling you why I was going to say something that is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if we know Scruffy's origin. I he's was trying to find Scruffy. It's like someone's going to call me on Scruffy. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll move on to our next question here. Doug Jones has been in some of your favorite movies, even if it has been under heavy prosthetics. He has played the Amphibian Man in The Shape of Water, Abe Sapien in Hellboy, the Xenomorph in Alien, and the Silver Surfer in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yes, Zach. Um, actually, he did not play the Xenomorph? He did not play the Xenomorph. No, that, that has been played by several other actors, notably Tom Woodruff Jr., Balaji, Badajo, I'm going to mispronounce that, and Andrew Crawford, uh, three of the most notable. But yeah, there have been several other Xenomorphs, but he is not one of them. He's just almost every other monster. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that looks like this. <laughs> yeah. I hope that doesn't hurt his feelings. And he's like, oh, oh shit. He's watching this right now inside a big fish tank. He's like, no! <laughs> That's not what I look like. <laughs> he's eating I'm the sorry. fish bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls out yeah. the bones. This also notably is not the same Doug Jones who's the senator from Alabama. Mm. Uh, sad that that may be, because I would love to have uh, Abe Sapien uh, sitting in the Senate. But, but every time, every, while that race was going on, every time they mentioned Doug Jones, I was like, Doug? No, okay, different Doug Jones. Different Doug Jones. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm stepping out of the fish tank and into Congress. Congress. Yeah. <laughs> like eating a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just something about all these attack ads. Are like, yeah, Doug Jones was like, gonna... he doesn't eat cats. <laughs> I'm gonna vote for Roy Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Dudes across the board as we move into our second shiny question of the game. Now, this is a little game that we call Hear Me Roar. 
We're gonna play some sound clips for you, uh, and uh, this will be like a little bit of a lightning round. So we'll play six different sound clips, um, asking you to identify where they're from. The person who can identify the most clips will get the one point for the thing. Now we've done all kinds of things before. We've done monster roars. We've done villain laughs. Done all kinds of things. So this, these sounds are going to be sounds of video game monsters and bosses. Let's hear that first sound. Ah, fresh meat. I have no idea, but it's, it's just great. <laughs> there, and these are video games? These are video games, yeah. Mm, that's a what did you too... think that was from a book? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was from a book. All right, all right, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Um, actually, the bad guys in Gears of War? Uh, no. <laughs> um... Actually, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of the side scrollers. Uh, no, no, no. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I actually, that's when Bowser kills Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get the bad ending of Mario, and Bowser rips Mario's head off and says "fresh meat," uh, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, no, I, I think I'm going to venture to say that. You know, if you, if you don't know, you don't know it here. Uh, that is um, that is from the first Diablo game. That's that's uh, the butcher. Oh. The butcher. <laughs> I said, oh, with such understanding for a game I've never played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to guess that none of you have played uh, played Diablo. No, I played it. Oh, okay. Because yeah. uh, I was going to say, like, f for me, when I was a kid playing that, like, that sound is, is like... It's like the first boss you encounter, and like as soon as like you hear that before you even see him, and it's just like it's an immediate like oh fuck moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's coming, but that can't be good. He likes meat. Um, uh, see, I thought he was a butcher selling meat. He's like ah, uh, oh, fresh <laughs> meat, oh, twenty you, gold for this one. <laughs> yeah, what are your prices on chicken thighs? <laughs> then I died. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's play the second sound. Let's see if uh, how we're doing on this one. <laughs> Venture a guess. Huh. And I, I, nothing I can say is as funny as it was <laughs> <Sorry>. to me. <laughs> God, I feel like I, the, the crazy thing is it sounds familiar to me. Sure, it does. I did uh, try to pick things that I thought you know people might be able to. Write. I, I didn't try to go too obscure with these, um, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> minotaur. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a minotaur. That's a good. That, that has a cow-like quality yeah. to it. What is it? <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna, you're just gonna call it cash it. It's fine. Oh, Joe and Mac. 
Joe and Mac. Throw that out there. <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll call that a wash too. This is um, this is a big daddy from Bioshock. Oh. oh. Yeah, just outside its element, it's a little less terrifying uh, when it just sounds like a, a someone grunting in the bathroom <laughs> song. <laughs> uh, uh, that is that. We are uh, we're we're not doing great so far, no. but, but let's keep it going. Let's see what we get. Uh, let's play this next one. <laughs> like the button at the yeah. end. Her. Mother brain? Uh, no, no, oh, no. Okay. Feels like my where my brain is going. What mm -hmm. I'm picturing is something that looks like a dead body or something reanimates and it is like. <laughs> 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 so that's that's the path I'm on. I don't know what that is from. Got it. Uh, no. Sam. Monkey ball. <laughs> oh my god! Sounds like something sounds, spinning around. Yeah, this is like as as you're like rolling yeah. the ball, it just plays oh, this It's constantly. a really unpleasant game to play. I forgot so much about through. Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it's not Monkey Ball. No, it's it? not. Okay. not uh, I must say that that's a zero for this one too. Yeah. These are the head crabs from Half Life. Uh, Half Life. Um, we'll keep going. Let's yeah. try. Let's try number four. Let's see how we go. It's anyone's game here. <laughs> That's from one specific video game, not everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I I don't know why I do this to myself. <laughs> Is it Ridley from uh, Metroid? Also, I'm just gonna guess no, Metroid. Right Metroid now. for everything. Have you played uh, one video? <laughs> no. What? I've never played a video game except Starcraft. Um. Actually. The House on Haunted Hill? No. That's a movie. Is it? Or there's some game that has a similar Silent name. Hills? Are you, are you, again, <laughs> these are video games. Are you sure you know what we're doing here? Uh, Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a venture guess? House of the Living Dead? No, no. These, uh, although you're kind of dancing around the right thing a little in a weird way. Uh, these are Redead from Ocarina of Time. Isn't that Redead? Oh, um, uh, all right, let's hear number five. Sam's making a lot of faces, but Sorry, Kurt is buzzing I'll cover in. My face. <laughs> oh, what you got, Kurt? The most dangerous thing, a gun. <laughs> uh, it is not a gun. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Zach. Um, a ba bomb? <laughs> Technically, no. Technically, no. no. Technically, no for a ba bomb. Uh, oh, you were saying ba bomb. I thought you were just stuttering when you said bomb. No. Uh, I thought you were doing a gun. No, it's not a ba bomb. This is a creeper from Minecraft. Well, we've only got one more sound left. And, uh, <laughs> it's anyone's game. Uh, yeah. It's anyone's game. Uh, I apologize, guys. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Ooh. See, uh, we didn't know that because none of us are eight years old. Yes, yeah. that's true. But, you so know, that's going to get me you, you so got, many bad you comments. You got nephews and nieces yeah. and uh, we're yeah. all eight years old at heart. Uh, <laughs> only what one of the one of the top selling games uh, of uh, all time. Yeah. I'm burning my Minecraft bridge by yeah. saying yeah. that. Uh, yeah, oh no, the bridge home. is burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can rebuild it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hear the last sound here. Let's see see if anyone can get it. Uh, one more time. <laughs> 
I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> Kirk. Buzzman from Mega Man. Uh, no, no. Ah. Good guess. Though. It's the only, That's yeah. Good. Sawman? <laughs> Buzzsawman? Yeah. Gears of War has a saw in it. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually uh, no saw in this one. This is, uh, this is the, the Reaper horn from Mass Effect. Um, the Reaper horn from Mass Truly, Effect. Truly, six for six for games I've never played. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I thought uh, thought we had more, more uh, uh, gamers no, on the couch. I am a gamer. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you had some serious gamers, gamers on I, the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I am a serious... <laughs> That's the hill I die on yeah. for some reason. Uh, I'm replaying Bioshock right now, so I feel especially embarrassed that that one made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it does, outside of context, it sounds, I mean, all these sounds sound a little crazy. Um, I'll start crying again. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry for that one, guys. A little, little bit of a swing and a miss. No points for anyone on that shiny question. Uh, and we will move on. Now, we're not perfect here either, and we make mistakes too. If you notice something that we got wrong, you can correct us by tweeting at umactuallyshow. Might even give you a point. The scores right now, what are we looking two, at? Two, two, two. Two's across the board, two, yeah. two, two. Love it. You shouldn't have given away that point. Yeah. You can't take it back. I have my honor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my point back, I think. Oh, uh, no, no. yeah, can we just have... Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I like to ask questions about uh, shitty sci-fi movies, and that's what we're going to do here. This is a question about uh, The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> uh, here we go. The Matrix Reloaded introduces audiences to the Merovingian, a very old program living in the Matrix, who takes the form of a smug French man who surrounds himself with opulence. To explain his core philosophy causality, the Merovingian butchers and cooks a chicken while he talks to Neo Morpheus and Trinity Yazak. Um, actually, he gives someone, like, a dessert that makes them orgasm? That's correct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yes, he, uh, he has a cake delivered that is programmed to make, uh, a woman orgasm. <laughs> and I put this question in here just because it's a crazy scene and not enough time was spent talking about no. it when the movie came out. It doesn't out. make any sense. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, there has to be a, a better way to, like his whole speech in, the, in that scene is like, look, one thing leads to another. For example, this magic cake I made that makes people come. If you eat that, you come. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What, what you don't get the... it. They eat it and then they No, go. I get it, but there had to be It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. I know it's a metaphor, but like, you have like, to have... a magic cake <laughs> makes people come. Right, but like... Which is like... Dominoes exist in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, like even, even the fact that no one in that scene stopped him was like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stop <laughs> right here. You know, we have terms like the domino effect. We have things like that. We have metaphors that exist already for one thing leads to another leads to another. I think that I think eating magic cake and coming is sort of a belabored metaphor. I think the best metaphors are when you start with something made up entirely. <laughs> <laughs> First, imagine we live in a world where you can program cake to do anything. Great, you with me? Okay. No. <laughs> well, I'll strap in because I'm going to make a huge leap for the second part of this metaphor. Crazy scene? I'd be lying if I said it hasn't stuck in my brain forever. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, um, as, uh, as I just mean, like, yeah. The Matrix is wild. <laughs> <laughs> As a point for Zach, 
for knowing about um, cum feels, cake. Feels weird. <laughs> feels weird to get that point. I, <laughs> I don't like this. Where they're like, you'll know. Take this that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Titles are hard, and sometimes they need to remain a secret. That combination can lead to some truly bizarre working titles. Halo had the working title of Monkey Nuts. Crash Bandicoot internally was called Sonic's Ass Game, and Doom was called Bang Bang Splat. One of these things is wrong, but not all three of them. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, that was not Halo's working title. That was Halo's working title. Ah. Monkey Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, Doom was not called Bang Bang Splat. Um, actually, Doom was not called Bang Bang Splat. Doom's working title was called Attack of the Attackers. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but I mainly wanted to... Th- look, I didn't expect anyone to necessarily know this. This is kind of just an excuse so I can talk about the fact that Crash Bandicoot's working title is called Sonic's Ass Game. <laughs> what did, I don't even understand the intention of that title. <laughs> Why not? What's Sonic's Ass Game? So the, I, the idea was that, like, it was one of the first, like, sort of, like, 3D games. So it's like, oh, we're going to play a platformer with an animal that has a sort of, like, Sonic vibe, but you're going to be playing from behind, so you're just going to be looking at his ass the whole time. But I do like to imagine that someone... Somewhere, like someone out there saw that, like, it's like, oh, wow, Naughty Dog's working on a game called Sonic's Ass Game. I can't wait to play this. And then Crash Bandicoot came out, like, some pervert was, like, really, really disappointed that he didn't get to play what he imagined Sonic's Ass Game was all about. Crash Bandicoot seems like a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) It's his eyes. Yeah. 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 Just like, well, he's also kind of wearing, like, Jinkos or something. Like, he's got, like, like long, like, kind of, like, there's somewhere between Jinkos and shorts. Where it's just, like, I don't know what this decision was. It's, like, those, like, long jeans that just sort of are too wide and go to here. He's always shirtless, too. Yeah. He, he looks like he probably has a chain wallet. Does he have a chain? Does Crash Bandicoot have a chain on his pants? He would if he needed one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, uh, that was a point for Zach. And we move on to our final shiny question of the game. And this is a little game that we call Name That Alien. Under your couch, if you look under there, there's a little sheet. Uh, In just a moment, on the other side of this uh, page are pictures of 12 different aliens from all across different, uh, not just books, Zach, uh, could be video games, could be movies. The funny could... thing is, I don't even read that much. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be, uh, yeah, aliens from all over the place. Uh, the goal is to try to name as many of these aliens as you can. Names like we just make up for them, like Brian or David or... Uh... Yeah, we, I, I names that they already have, but okay. I guess if you, yes. you know, you can, you can guess that they might not, they could be named Brian and David for all we know. Sure. All right, flip those over. Let's see how many of these oh, aliens oh. you can name. want their names, not the movie or thing they're from. That's correct. I want, I'm looking for their name. Damn it. You should put E.T. on this. <laughs> <laughs> or the alien from Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Oh, aliens. Those would be easy. Uh, all right, so we're going to go just sort of one at a time down the line. We'll start with Zach. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Mac? Uh-huh. Uh, this is maybe just a thing he says, but Nanu Nanu? <laughs> no, that is incorrect. Great. Um, Krang? No. What are, oh God. Uh, Conehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll maybe give you a point for that. He does have a first name, but, uh. uh she's a Navi, but I don't know her name. Uh-huh. This is impossible. <laughs> I'm marking down things where you get close in case we need a tiebreaker so, here. Is we this, won't. Yeah. Is this a V? 
No. From okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm talking about that made-for-TV thing where like aliens come down. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This, when I, I know you know what I'm talking about. about. Okay, not, cool. That's not what this is. I know. Uh, I just felt like I should explain myself a little bit. <laughs> then, the brain bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Who. Uh, his name is not Doctor Who. Of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. <laughs> He's... Like an owl or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like probably a bad guy from Half-Life or something. All right. Uh, great. Uh, well, I, you have two for sure. And two where you were, you know, you knew the franchise, but you couldn't get the name. Kirk, lay it on us. Uh, the first two, I mean, I know what they're from. I don't know their names other than it's Jeff Goldblum, but yeah. that doesn't count. Then we have Mac. Uh-huh. We have Mork from Ork. Uh, then going to Kang and Kodos. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Beldar Conehead. It is Beldar Conehead. I thought she, I don't know their names. I said Denavi. I don't remember. Okay. Um, and then I said the man who fell to Earth. But, that is what it's from. But, yeah, but that's yeah, not his, his name. name. Uh, but but played by David Bowie. It is played by David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, much maligned in the movie Labyrinth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> then we got yeah I didn't remember it was the brain bug. Okay. Uh, the doctor. Yes, the doctor is his name. He's not called Doctor. Uh, Jesus Christ. Get more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what was, what was that? Uh, some kind of owl. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then you even said the answer to this, I think, and I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know what that thing is. Uh, so, Kirk, you have one, two, three, four, uh, five. Correct. Five correct aliens there. Sam, let's see what you got. Okay, so I have no idea who okay. those first two are. Which one? Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, he's the blue guy. Yeah. Is it from Earth? His girls are easy. Those girls yeah. are easy, yeah. I thought it was a Capri Sun commercial. Then we have Mac. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then I think I got a little confused with the rules. I started writing Orc, because it's Mork when he's from Orc or got something it. like that. Uh, then definitely got this wrong. Lur, that's from Futurama. Yes. And then Coneheads, Navi, Snake Dude, Brain Bug, <laughs> Learn From You. I did not get that right, though. Uh, I wrote Time Lord. Uh, then you have the Owl from Winnie the Pooh. And then uh, <laughs> I wrote Reach. For the uh, okay. last one? Got it. All right, well, we'll go through the answers here. Uh, Sam, you got uh, oh. uh, you got two for sure, and then you had a couple of, uh, a bunch of, like, identifying where they're from. And Can stuff. I explain that? I'm just, this is, I was just saying, the answer to who the doctor is, <laughs> is the doctor. Doctor. The who, doctor who, is who, is what I'm saying. I see. I still think that wouldn't beat sure. uh, Kirk's uh, there. That, that seems right. Uh, but we, we'll go through. <laughs> so the first is Gakar from Babylon 5. Mm. These next three was just a fun thing for me. We have Mac from Earth Girls Are Easy, and then Mac also from Mac and Me, and then Mork. Mm. Uh, so we have Mac, Mac, and Mork on the top row there. <laughs> Pretty fun, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> Then, yes, we have Kang and Kodos. I wrote Krang. Krang, <laughs> Krang, is, Krang is a brain, brain from, oh. from Ninja Turtles. From Dimension Jeez. X. He's not oh, even exactly. in it. Well, is Dimension X another Sorry. planet or is it another dimension? <laughs> the tummy guy? The guy in the tummy? He's the guy in the tummy guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beldar Conehead, you got uh, Neytiri is the name, although you were all able to identify that it is Inavi from Avatar, Neytiri's name. Uh, this is Thomas Jerome Newton from The Man Who, who Felt Earth. Uh, the Brain Bug, uh, the Doctor. Uh, <laughs> some owl. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, this is Rigel from Farscape. Yeah, Farscape. Um, and then the last is Garrus Vicarian from Mass Effect. Kirk, you got the most there, so this shiny question goes to you. Congratulations on naming those aliens. Congrats. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. I'm going to frame this. <laughs> now, as always, the final question concerns real life skills. 
One of the most important parts of car ownership and maintenance is knowing when to replace certain parts. Generally speaking, your battery should be replaced every four to five years, your air filter should be replaced every three to four years, and your windshield wiper blades should be replaced every two to three years. Um, actually, they should just be replaced as needed, not necessarily for years. <laughs> <laughs> you should just run them down until they break and then replace them. Yeah. That is not the recommended. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just Kirk. Um, actually, I don't even own a car. <laughs> so you're saying you uh, don't have a firm knowledge of cars, car but I would say you'd probably have to replace a battery more frequently than four to five years. No, I'm sorry, that's that's not correct, yeah. Sam. Um, actually, you don't have to know this because you can bring it to a man who can do it for you. <laughs> that is probably the most correct answer, but I will not give you the point for it, uh, Kirk. Um, actually, it'll be the third one. Yes. Do you remember what the third one is? The wiper blades, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the wiper blades. Uh, one in two years, that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, the one thing I remember, because I bought a, I bought 800 sets of wiper blades instead of a car, uh -huh. so I'm good for the rest of my life. <laughs> how, how frequently should you replace your wiper blades? As, as needed. <laughs> as needed. <laughs> when the man tells you. <laughs> uh, I'll give you the point, unless Zach can tell me, uh, can tell me how frequently you should replace your wiper blades. The, the question phrases it as two to three, right? Uh, yes. Every one to two? Uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> I'll give it to Kirk for, for muscling his way into... What's the uh, answer? The, it, you should replace your wiper blades every six to 12 months. That's oh, fucking shit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you replaced your wiper blades? Never. <laughs> It rains like three <laughs> times a year in LA. <laughs> that, to be fair, yeah, you don't need to replace it as frequently in LA where they're not getting as much use, but it is very dry here, which can crack. Six to 12 is recommended. If you're replacing them, never. You should maybe think about replacing them at some point. Yeah. But um, I have like 800 pairs <laughs> okay. at home. Yeah. I don't even have a car. I may hit you up about <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're done. Oh. We'll give that point to Kirk. Uh, <laughs> uh, so our final score here is four for Zach, four for Kirk, two for Sam, making Kirk and Zach are tied for our winner this episode. Uh, so congratulations to the two of you, and uh, thank you for watching. Uh, join us next time for even more pedantic corrections here on Um Actually. And thank you for being here today, Can we listen guys? to that one more time? <laughs> Let's do that Big Daddy one more time! <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.